Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Today's show is the best. Before you get started or before uh, you fast forward or anything like that, I have a couple things I want to talk to you about. The first is about um, one of our listeners of the podcast. His name is Tyler West and his fiance Dallas Clark. Um, Tyler reached out to me and he basically is just asking for some support and for some prayer and some thoughts. Uh, he and his fiance are going through a uh, really difficult time right now, uh, and then there's a uh, she's currently pregnant, and the doctors have, um, for the third time during this pregnancy, told uh, told them that there's going to be some very severe complications. So uh, Tyler reached out to me, and he basically just asked if everybody uh, would say a prayer for him and his family. Um, I've mentioned to Tyler if there's anything that we can do. Uh, we'll be happy to do it, any kind of support that we can give. So uh, I'm asking you guys, uh, pray for one of our own. His name is Tyler West and his fiance Dallas Clark, um, and pray for uh, the little baby that's that's going to uh, to be in this world soon, uh, you know, God willing. So Tyler, we're praying for you. Thanks for listening to the show, buddy. And uh, you've got the full support of everybody behind you. The other note is to, on today's episode, uh, there's a little bit of audio issue um, just a, an issue of getting everything connected and what have you. Uh, we've got three guys on the show today, so about halfway through, if I remember correctly, about 30 minutes into the episode, the audio really starts to uh, come together. Everybody kind of gets situated, and uh, this is a good episode. It's a, it's a, it is, there's a lot of information there, so bear with us as we try to figure it out, and uh, I think towards the end of the episode, we really got it nailed down. Also, I have to mention that um, we are almost done in wrapping up our Thanksgiving recordings uh, that will be released starting the 25th uh, of not next week, but the week after, and it's going to be a really great week. Uh, I am very, very excited, and uh, I have some superstars on the show, and the episodes are great. I'm just totally stoked about them, but first, let's pay some bills. So... To get your mind off of all the craziness going on, it would do me a huge service if you went to Apple Podcasts and left us a review if you're able. If you're not able to do that, leave us a review on Facebook. It really helps. It really does, guys. Uh, also, make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the more followers that we get, the better content that we can bring you. Uh, let me tell you guys this before we go into the ads. Um, we have a Thanksgiving lineup coming out here pretty soon, and we're going to have possibly four interviews that drop. I know we'll have three for sure, but possibly four that are going to drop the entire week of Thanksgiving. It's going to be great. And uh, a lot of information, a lot of content for any of you guys who are doing some riding, doing some traveling or whatever it may be. It's going to be great, guys. So without further ado, today's show is powered by Super Grip ATV Tires. Uh, Super Grip K9s have been my tire of choice here for about the last year or so. I've been running their 8-ply, 1-inch tread depth tire, uh, and, you know, like I said, for about a year now. Um, it's been really, really great in terms of an all-around great trail tire. It's been super tough. I've accidentally ran it at like 2 or 3 PSI before on the trail. Um, the tire held up, no tears, no punctures, no leaks, no anything like that. It's got a super strong bead on top of that. Uh, I was obviously, you know, on not just dirt, but I was in a legitimate rough spot there. Uh, and the bead held up to the abuse of the wheel pinch and all that other kind of stuff. I do have the Kevlar option. And I highly recommend, if you are not familiar, 
uh, I highly recommend the Kevlar option versus the nylon belt uh, standard version. It's a little bit more money, but if you can squeeze it out, it really helps in terms of longevity. Those tires have been awesome. They act like a sticky when you get them hot, but they dig like a crazy hard tire when they need to, and they last forever. Uh, I've barely made a dent in mine, and I've you know really put some miles on these things, so I'm really proud to have those guys on board. Supergrip ATV on Instagram and Facebook, and supergripatv.com. Next on the list is Dinojet Research Inc. The guys over at Dinojet are the best. They've continued to support the show, uh, whether it's with all the clutching issues that you're having with the Pro XP or performance. If you're looking to gain a little bit more horsepower, check out Dinojet Research Inc. and dinojetresearch.com on Dinojet Research uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Super simple for those guys. Uh, let me tell you what, though. My next podcast sponsor is Diddy's Big Block Race Shop. Um, he is actually going to be down in Adventure Off-Road Park here soon, uh, potentially doing some tuning, some fine refinement, rather, on uh, the the valving setups that he's got going for razors. He'll be down there tuning big buggies. A lot of work going on with Chris down at Diddy's Big Block Race Shop. We're, 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 I think we're close, guys. We're close to having a package um, that I can stamp my name on and say, hey, man, I, I'm running this. I approve of it. I'm putting miles on my car with that setup going. I took it out last weekend, beat on it quite a bit. It's it's really comfortable, uh, really a comfortable setup with the with the uh, Diddy's Big Block Race Shop valving and the All Things UTV Cloud Nine Spring Kit is actually what I'm running on there right now. Um, he's sold out of lowers for that kit, so that kit's kind of not available right now. Um, but I can tell you this: that once it does become available in December. It's something that you should look into. If you don't already have all things UTV tender springs, they're uh, an excellent upgrade from stock, but the Cloud 9 kit is going to give you all new springs, crossover rings, and the full 9 yards. I highly recommend all things UTV for going to go get those, but when they're paired with Diddy's Big Block Race Shop valving, it really makes a difference that I can't explain. If you're a performance rider and you're looking to get you know more stability or more control out of your race performing machine, Diddy's Big Block is working on a solution for that as well. But for the 99% of people that have a grazer and want to have a good time just trail riding, Diddy's Big Block is really close to getting you guys something that is very, very uh, it's good, y'all. It's comfortable, it's smooth, it's controlled. You can take the sway bar off and have even more comfort at the risk of just a little bit of a little body roll to it. But that's what happens. And then if you want to go faster, say for example you're a Dunes guy, they can do it by just putting the sway bar back on. You get all of the durability, or not necessarily durability, but all of the, the base and the structure and the stability in your suspension, you get all that back. So Diddy's Big Block Race Shop on Facebook and Instagram, and also All Things UTV, the one other product that I can't go without from them is the inner fender liners. You guys hear me say this every single episode because it's such an important um it's such an important upgrade for safety, peace of mind. If I take my wife in the car and I'm doing over 15 miles an hour, I don't have to worry about a stick coming through my floorboard. And they make these for all UTVs. But I don't have to worry about a stick coming through my floorboard and impaling my wife or you know myself or anything like that. So it really is like a huge peace of mind. I've seen crazy things online, and uh, I'm glad that I'm never going to have to experience those because I run the All Things UTV Inner Fender Liner Guards. Like I said, they make them for all models of razors, I believe, maybe not 800s, but I do know they make them for uh, Kawasaki X3 and Polaris Razor as well. So 
That being said, last, or actually I have two more. Irate 4x4. It is the new Pirate 4x4. Pirate 4x4 was in the past sold and turned into something that is softer and add add just ridden and everything. It's a it's a not a great place. If you're looking for a place to go where you can post up your build thread, get people's opinions if you have questions, as well as go and seek any kind of information that might really get it done for you. Uh, anything from tr uh, camping trailers, toy haulers, your you know geometry in your suspension, your spring choices, your axles, everything about it, full size, side by side. They can have some kind of information there for you. Uh, they're growing rapidly, and I highly recommend that you guys pay attention to them on social media. They highlight some of their customer builds, or not customer builds, but form member builds uh, all the time. They're posting great content on their socials. I rate 4x4, the letter I-R-A-T-E-4x4.com for them. And last but not least, it's Infinite Off-Road. Let me tell you about this. Infinite Off-Road's been with the show longer than anybody else. They have an awesome setup in terms of rock lights. They just came out with their magnetic rock lights, which include a red, green, blue, and a pure white dedicated emitter. They don't mix colors to make white. That's a huge deal because all other rock light brands, they do that. And the white comes out a little like bluish, reddish on the edges, and it just doesn't look exactly right. Race, uh, Racing on the Rocks has a 10% off coupon code from infiniteoffroad.com. It'll give you 10% off the entire website. Infiniteoffroad.com on Instagram, Facebook, and all of those things for your light bars, light pods, whips, wheel rings, everything you can think of. All backed by the Infinite Offroad 25 year. You break it, they fix it warranty. No questions asked. Today on the show, we have one of the absolute greatest teams in the Ultra 4 Racing Series the 4,900 class national champions, Jamie McCoy, John Arnold, and a special guest, Gary Hinkle. Both of these, well, excuse me, all three of these guys are awesome. I'm really excited to have them on. Gary shares some shock tech as we get in the episode. Jamie talks about his driving experiences, and John Boy talks about his co-driving experience and how valuable that is to Jamie. So without further ado, welcome these three absolute legends to the show. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us and let's talk about racing on the rocks. All right, so we are finally recording in the, not in the studio this time, but on the line. I've got Gary Hinkle from GeForce Racing and the 2020 Ultra 4 National Series champions, uh, Jamie McCoy and John Arnold. How is everybody? Great. Good, man. I am so glad to have you guys in. Uh, this has been an interview that I meant to do after Moab, and it just kept getting kicked down the road. and. Um, finally, we we got it all figured out, and I got you guys at a good time too because obviously you're coming off a big win at Oklahoma, uh, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be a great season next season, and I can't wait to hear about it. But before we jump into all that fun stuff, uh, how is everybody? What's everybody up to? What are y'all doing? Uh, Gary, you go wanna ahead. go first? Go ahead, Gary. I lost out on one of your 
he was saying works in the background. Oh yeah, somebody was using something. But Gary, what are you up to tonight? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm actually building socks still. Yeah. So yeah, anytime we're in the house here at G Force, we're always behind and trying to keep caught up. So uh, I figured this time here would be good to at least try to catch up a little bit and uh, talk to you guys talk about 2020-2021. Yeah, sounds good. John, Jamie, what are y'all doing tonight? <laughs> uh, well, I've had that I'm uh, trying not to lose uh, onto the car for some life for this next uh, Winrock uh, night race. So that's this weekend, and you guys are getting prepared for it. What all are you guys trying to get done before the race? Uh, I think some big ones, maybe test some new tires this weekend. Ooh. Um, and we've got Andy, one of my best friends from back in the day. He's a pretty good welder, so he's out here taking some brackets on for us. That's nice. I uh, I got a guy that does that for me, too. And uh, it's always nice to have one of those around. <laughs> <laughs> he can weld anything. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to give everybody a little bit of context, uh, it is election day. We're sitting here uh, watching. You know, I've got the election results pulled up, but... We're here to talk about racing, finally get away from all this mess, and hopefully after today, uh, everything will smooth itself out, and it'll be uh, a great 2021 season with no cancellations or craziness or anything like that. But before we go to 2021, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, tell me about Oklahoma. Uh, Jamie, if you want to start, because you started, we were talking on the phone yesterday or day before. And, uh, man, the story you told me was absolutely awesome. And I want to hear about it uh, from you guys directly. Well, I'll start out as uh, um, we, we had uh, we had several people that was in our corner. You know, Anthony there from MRT come out and supported us. And uh, um, they called him Mr. Poe. I called him William. <laughs> and uh, he actually brought my, he brought my old black car, which is, one of my favorite cars of all time. He actually brought it out there for me to pre-run so that I would actually have the exact same kind of car that I was going to race. He made the trip all the way out there for me for that, and I, I can't thank him enough for that. We had Eric from, Eric from CA Technologies. Yeah. You know, he drove all the way out there, and not only did he come to support us, but he actually got in the car and he, he co-drove with Nathan. So, um, wow. you know, we had, we had a lot of support going into that. Um, you know, it's a pretty good pretty good click out through there. I got to see my sister and my brother in law from Texas, so that was that was a great great way to start things off and uh, went out there, got some really good pre running in and uh, I felt very, very confident and um, we went uh, you know, come into Friday evening there and, and uh, had my boys in the camper and I said, I will qualify first and um, you know, that means be prepared because I'm liable to break it. So yeah. um but we did get those seven points. Um, we hit a pretty good lick there, I think, in qualifying. Maybe beat him by a couple seconds. So, so for those who for those who don't know, can you explain why it was so important that you qualified first? Um, we were tied. Uh, Cantrell and I were tied going in, and you know that seven points for qualifying first. You know that may have been the you know may have been the determining factor. So I I, I, I had a plan. That, uh, first thing was to. Uh, you know, pre-run, get it dialed in, and, and um, Gary made a couple uh, settings there. I come back in, I said, it's just not right, and, and uh, he made a couple settings to, 
um, he, he kind of can look at me the way I'm shaking my head, and he knows what I want. <laughs> so um, I uh, I didn't go I didn't go 100 feet, man, on the track. And I I told John I said this is it, we're ready. So man. Um, we we had a really good setup going in, um, but uh, I got the seven points that that kind of gave us a little bit of a window, and and um, you know then we're ready for uh, ready to go racing. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys qualify first. Um, one of the unique things about this race, and I didn't know about it until I watched on the live feed on Friday, I watched all you guys qualify, um, that you guys were going to start at 7 a.m. in the morning, which is absolutely bananas. How did you feel about taking off early when it was super cold and also when it was super dark? Um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm an early riser. I, uh, I truck for a living. I got, I got a store and I haul most of my own stuff. And, you know, I leave, you know, two or three, four o'clock in the morning, a lot of morning. And, uh, so I feel that's to my advantage, you know, to get an early, early race. So, um, but it was, it was definitely cold. And, um, you know, my eyes, my, my, my eyes got some age on them. So, you know, that was probably a disadvantage to me. And we put, uh, we put two little bitty pod lights. That's why we're putting, more lights on the car right now. I, um, I figured by we by the time we come out of uh, Loop A, um, it would be daylight. So we just put two pods, uh, and um, probably made a mistake there because uh, Loop A. I think we was in the plus eighty mile an hour on some of them straight stretches. You just outrun the spotlight, light, so I needed a little better light than that. Yeah, but it was okay, man. It was it was all right. I, I set a I set a really good lap. Um, uh, just real, you know, tried to not hurt the car and uh, thing like that. Um, but it, you know, we come back through and um, uh, we you know I have to go around the short course one time, and I'm like, John, we can't go we can't go into low B, man. We got a flat, and so I made it through the whole uh, the whole loop. You know, 30 miles, no flat, and had a flat on the short course. So, yeah, what a flat it was actually. Yeah, it's actually, actually a rock got in the in the rim uh, there on the short course, and it, it cut the rim and wow. gave it the flat. So, we come in that, and um, we took a tire and um, uh, went back out, and you know, so we took a splash of gas right there, so that put us on a little bit different gas. Um, times in most of the cars so you know i don't know if that was to our advantage but at mm -hmm. least we took a splash of gas while we was there so so we went into like uh loop b and uh you know just continued the race so gary when they're getting prepared for this race and he comes out to you and he's like it's just not right and and, and you're trying to decipher what exactly it is the adjustments you're making you know what are you looking at when you go look at a race course or you're getting prepared or you're looking at the qualifying track versus the, you know, the actual race course, you know, what's going through your head while you're doing all these things. And, and, and is there like a, a formula that you just plug numbers into in your head and things just pop out on the other end? Not really. I mean, Jenny and I, we, we've raced together for so many years. I always go down the track and kind of watch the cars, watch other drivers that I feel for. So, we we raced Oklahoma last year, so we kind of got a chance to what's there. So uh, right now this year, 
you know, we've implemented some brand new technology that's coming out and uh, with, with Pete's NOS pump valve. So uh, we've been fine-tuning that a little bit. Won the last race in Renegade on the same system, same valving, you know, same spring setup. Uh, of course, Papa's car had been ran yet. So, right. uh, you know, his soy bar setup, his crossover setup, things like that hadn't even been adjusted. So uh, when they got done pre-running, that's the first thing on my mind was, okay, need a little more stiffness on across, you know, the uh, sway bar. We need to raise the crossovers this much and this much front rear. And we never changed the adjustment, but we just changed the geometry of the car. So once the geometry got changed, Jamie went right back out there, and, you know, it was spot on. So I basically what I did was I set the geometry on Papa's pre-run car that he was running to what he raced at Renegade. Yeah. And, you know, he had a really good race at Renegade, you know, and just – had some great lap times, car felt great. I think we made one half a turn different on a pump system on the rear shock between Renegade and, and going to Oklahoma. And I think it put Jamie right where he needs to be. So but you know, we're we're always watching, you know, all the drivers I build for, you know, there'll be a majority of them there on the race course. So right. uh, not only am I having to work with Jamie, but I'm making sure those guys are taken care of too. You know, because we might have, you know, I get the feedback from Jamie because Jamie and I have always worked together where he tells me that we can read each other. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of setups I do and testing, the guys out there get to run the exact same thing Jamie might go win on. So uh, we take that knowledge, and, and if you're there racing and I'm there, we're going to go, you know, change your crossovers too. We might change your ride height. You know, talk about a different tire, tire pressure. Uh, if everybody's the same chance, you know, Jamie's got. So, uh, you know, Jamie, you know, years ago, we, we trained a lot of kids together. So, you know, we kind of have to leave it up to each individual, the drivers. So, uh, you know, Jamie will give me that feedback, and then I can use it, you know, for business, too, you know, to, to make sure everybody's taken care of. Whether it's Nathan, you know, or, or you know, Todd Beckett was there racing, uh, you know, Levi Metzger, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys had this new technology, and this is the first time they got to race with them. Yeah. Just like Jamie had been. So, so let me ask you this. Uh, John and Jamie, I want to let you guys know you dropped off on the video, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that we can still hear you. Um, and I'm going to ask Gary another question, so y'all have a little bit of time to look into that if you want. Other than that, no big deal. Uh, Gary, would That's okay. That's fine. Uh, so, Gary... When when you're talking about changing the geometry on the vehicle, are you mean like literally changing, you know, like a shock angle or something like that? Like actually where, you know, what do you mean when you say that? Because a lot of the mounting points, you know, on regular cars aren't adjustable or anything like that. Correct. Well, really, the geometry is one of the most important things there for A lot of guys out there, they, they don't consider sway bar angles. They don't consider, you know, don't have enough knowledge about what a dual rate crossover system is, things like that. Mm-hmm. So guys like me, you know, it, it's important to me to work with my customers to teach them, almost train them in a way, to be able to adjust this stuff when they go to the racetracks, so they go trail riding or whatever they do, to, you know, know what each one of these systems and geometry got. So, Sway bar angle is so critical in UTVs. 
kind of situation on the UTV is not necessary. Simply because it's almost a mandate to fix the front end. Hmm. If we valve and spring the front end right, you don't really need a front sway bar. But the rear sway bar is a different story. Mm-hmm. Without a rear sway bar on UTV, you know, you're going to be wishy-washy, uncontrollable, high-speed. But some of my trail mountain guys are great, you know, with no sway bar in the rear. If mm-hmm. I feel the shock rack from the rear because they can articulate more. They can drop out more. You know, they can do things that we necessarily don't want to do in racing. Mm-hmm. But the whole key to a rear sway bar angle, sure. if, if you're if you're tilted upward, you know, you see a lot of that, you know, on a Can Am, even factory, that a sway bar bank and a lot of lumps that are made in, in the here in the aftermarket world, they've copied that same link. So, depending on your right height, if your if your sway bar is tilted upward, you're already at a, a negative sway bar, so it's softer. So when you roll in, it's got a ton so of where it catches. Okay. Wow. So yeah. We want to shoot. We want to shoot for a neutral, which is level. So whatever right height you take on the car, you can you can level the sway bar. You know what you're looking at. You know, you know, your geometry in the ground, that's a neutral setting. So your sway bar is both positive and negative in the neutral. Now, if your sway bar is tilted downward, then you're going to actually be loaded on the sway bar. And most guys can tell this if they've had their shocks off. They're trying to put their shocks back on, but their sway bar is actually in the down position because they're struggling, lifting, they're trying to jack up the car, and they're, they're doing everything they do to get that bolt back in the shock. Yeah. Because the sway bar is holding both sides of the car. But, you know, sway bar angle is very crucial. You know, that can, you know, and Jamie, when he tells me, hey, I'm getting a little body roll. So I know automatically I need a little more, you know, pitch on the sway bar to put a little more leverage in there. So, mm-hmm. you know, we do small adjustments like that. And even like picking up small, low speed chatter rock sections, or, you know, if we've got our sway bar right. We don't have to worry about as much as we can use some plushes in those springs. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're running a dual rate, and let's say you've got a 300-300 spring, upper and lower. Well, effectively, mathematically, you're going to run a 150-pound rate with two springs moving together for the first inch. Mm-hmm. So, as that runs, before it touches that crossover, then it becomes the main spring on the bottom. Right. So, it'll go to 300. So, you know, your mainspring is kind of the workhorse. So once it transfers the mainspring, that's where you're going to get a little harsh, stiffer, you know, less body roll, less dive. You know, there's all kinds of things to go into that situation at that point. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, nine times out of ten, a customer's phone call we can fix just by listening to what they say, just like with a racer. Say, hey, you know, the car's kind of doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, what is this? What is this? What is this? So I always need that information. What's your current ride height? What tire size you got? What does your sway bar angle look like? Mm-hmm. Um, where's your clickers at? And, and nine times out of ten, you can fix it like that, and they're, they're back on the point. Wow. So there's always an adjustment that usually fixes an issue that they're having. Okay. I like that. Thank you. Thank you for that in depth because there's a lot of meat in what you just said. But Jamie, we'll get back to you. You you go off the start line. Uh, you you use your infinite off road uh, light pods. They you know you're you're outrunning those. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that he hooked you up, and he's gonna he's gonna get you a little bit more uh, light for this night race because 
like last year at Adventure Off-Road Park, it is a dark, dark race. It's not racing at sundown. It's racing at night. And they always seem to run just a little behind on schedule. So I know we were supposed to take off last year at you know 6 p.m. And I think we didn't come off the line until 6.40 or something like that. So uh, it, it was a very long day or long night, rather. Uh, but you're getting ready. Uh, you do loop A and then you go out for loop B, which is the more rock heavy, you know, more trail rather than kind of open flat uh, terrain. Tell me about loop B and then tell me about the race and what happened and all the fun stuff in between. Uh, well, uh, you know, I have a really nice uh, light bar that he sent me and he sent four pods. So, uh, I just chose to put two of the pods on there because um, I thought we would be in the, uh, you know, for probably 30 minutes or something like that, we would probably be in, you know, dust dark. And um, so that's why I chose to do that. Of course, it, you know, outrun the, you know, small ones. But the bar I've got on the on the top of the car here now is it's, it's really, really nice. And uh, I doubt it. I doubt I could outrun it, so uh, I probably should have put it on. So that was that was kind of our uh, mistake there, but um, but it worked out pretty good. But we went into uh, we went into um, uh, the V loop, and that is uh, it, it has a few has a few um, speed sections in it, um, but it is mainly um, you know rocks and, and climbing and a little bit of mud and water and uh, so uh, you know that that's if I thought I was going to lose the race it would be in um, in the B side mm-hmm. so I um, you know I come through with a pretty good lap I thought um, didn't really have didn't really have many issues um, uh, got by maybe a, a couple cars that got by me in the uh, in the um, in the while within the pit uh, so it was uh, it was pretty good. So we we come out and uh, so I, I didn't I didn't come in for fuel, um, and uh, we was trying to have communication with Gary, and um, I, I guess every time out I tore my antenna off. I guess I just like to go under a tree or something. I really don't know, but I tore my antenna off. So we had no communication until we was within sight of Gary every lap. So. That was kind of frustrating, but um, uh, so we we was able to go through and right back into to um, you know to the uh, A side again, mm-hmm. and um, you know the car was feeling really good. Um, there was no issues. I I knew if I busted the water holes early, um, I thought the pictures was guys busting the water early. You know the first lap or so, I knew it was going to be a cold day. So yeah. um, I just tried to not get wet the first lap and. Um, May have lost a little bit of time there, but I just didn't want to drive that car, you know, for another another two hours, hour and a half with uh, being wet. So um, we just played that smart, went back into loop A, and uh, started catching them guys back. Um, I think uh, I lost maybe six minutes in the pits or something, and uh, I caught back up to uh, Zollinger, got by him, and then uh, got back up to uh, Cole and got by him, right? And um, so we come back around, and um, and instead of taking fuel that time, we was gonna we was gonna take fuel on the 
the next side next time through. So we went right back into the B loop again, and um, we come back into the B loop, and uh, things things are going pretty good again, man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we get to talk to Gary when we come in, and uh, uh, it was a. Uh, I just really thought, you know, when I blowed that tire down, you know, I was uh, I talked to Nathan Nathan uh, earlier that day, and he said. Um, uh, that night before, and he said, what are you going to do? You know, he, he wants to race, and uh, I want to race too, but um, he said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, you know, if I'm a third base on a, uh, a third baseman on a, a World Series, it's the last out, and, you know, I get a I get a grounder, a real hard grounder hit to me, you know, you, you can't lob at the first base, you got yeah. to rear back and throw it, you know, that's what you do. So, I told him I was going to race, man, um, but uh, I, I was probably not really thinking it all the way through because uh, it kind of did a reality check there when that when I when I busted that wheel so um, you know me and John started talking amongst ourselves and uh, wanted to know I think that put me back to 11th place um, which that let Cantrell to move up through the field and uh, I just keep I just kept digging at it digging at it and uh, worked my way back up to uh, physically second and second on time, so um, Nathan had a pretty substantial lead on us, mm-hmm. but I um, uh, come, in, come in and took a slash of gas, um, we had uh, the B section left to go, and uh, Gary said, uh, bring it home, man, don't do nothing stupid, and uh, <laughs> I said, okay, so we uh, we let up a little bit, the last, you know, last B lap, and, and uh Probably let up just a little bit too much. I think I think Cole climbed that hill climb again. He run he run in on me on time and got me. Mm-hmm. He didn't pass. He didn't pass me, but he got me on time. So I finished third for the championship. So I'll take it. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad way to end the day. That's for sure. So I want to ask you a couple more questions, uh, Jamie. Um, Jamie, what were your thoughts on? I think it's called Hell's Gate, which is what Cole Clark. Um, who his interview went up is, is well, we're recording a little early, but uh, his interview will have gone up last week. And, uh, you know, he, he said he hit it a couple of different times during the race. Um, what were your thoughts on it? Was it just too risky or was there not enough reward towards it? You know, I know that you guys went around it and that was the option. I think that everybody but Cole chose. So what were your thoughts on that, uh, that optional line? Um, we went out there, um, actually Pete was with us for not suspension. <clears throat> we went there and, and, um, I studied that hill for a long, long time. And, uh, it was a very, very doable. Um, but it's just according to how much water got drug up on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, I've made up my mind I was going to do it. Um, because I thought, uh, I thought Cantrell would do it. He's a big climber. I thought Cole would do it. And I thought Nathan would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were standing there in the pits, and, and uh, Nathan said, absolutely not. And uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not worth the risk. And, and so did Cantrell. And uh, I just looked at John, and I said, man, that, that's great for me because they're probably better climbers than I am. Well, so, I, I um, mean, you know. I passed Cole. It was definitely faster. Yeah. Because I tagged him and then um, he took it 
And I'm like, oh, man, we just passed him, and here he is again. You know, I caught him again. Um, yeah, you're so, talking You're talking about Cole Clark, where you, yes, pa- you passed yes. him in the race, and he mentioned that actually in the, my interview with him last week. He mentioned that uh, he watched you pass him, and he was just like, Dang it! I have to take this line, and you know it's either this is either going to be it or this isn't going to be it. Because he he was talking to me, and he was like, you know, I'm, I, this is where I'm going to make up my ground here, and uh, it was it, it was it was a pretty big joy for him to be able to make that line. But yeah, when you uh, when you pass him again, I'm I'm sure he had some choice thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I couldn't believe it when I come back around, and uh, he was in front of me again. We was in the fat section. And- um, I think they actually had uh, that little GoPro thing up, um, that helicopter thing up, following us there, you know. And, yeah. And um, I uh, I followed him a pretty good ways, and we was we was at the end of the race, and you know probably should have gave him a little love tap, but but I, I did, and, and uh, I just wanted to protect my car. I had a you know championship to win, so um, but he he, uh, he finally figured out we was back there, and he he got out, and we got gone, but. Um, I thought I was sitting a real good lick, and um, uh, sure enough, he made up a bunch of time again on the last lap doing the same thing. So I guess he did that hill climb maybe twice. Yeah, is um, uh, what it looked like on lap times. But but it, that's that's a uh, you know we've been there. That's our second time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, we actually went down that last year, and um, you know the the rocks out there. Are, um, you know they're very climbable, but you know they don't have the traction like it does in, uh, you know Moab or mm-hmm. um, like you'd say Hammers. Uh, you know the rocks are a little bit, little bit slicker, a little closer to what it is on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so you end up, you know, being able to pull it off uh, a great placing, a podium finish for that race, and that ultimately, you know, I mean, let me ask you this. At, at what point did you know that that you had passed Cantrell? Um, when I come in, when I come in, John, on the uh, we was in eleventh place on that one lap, so I knew that he was ahead of us. And then when we come back through, uh, Gary said Cantrell eighth, and we was second. Wow! <laughs> so I guess we made up. Um, I think he had a, I think he had an issue maybe on the second lap or something. Something started happening to the car. Yeah, he was having a fuse issue, an ignition fuse. So, mm-hmm. you hate, I you, think maybe he worked up. He may have worked his way up to the sixth or something or fifth or something. I don't know how far he got, but I knew I had to be. I knew I had to be on my game and you know not make no mistakes, not get stuck nowhere, not have no more flats or anything like that. You know the last last couple laps. So yeah. Well, getting down, but it, it was really frustrating. It was, you know, you go from, you go from, you know, just really pushing every, you know, every last five feet, every, you know, making sure you hit every heel just perfectly, and then you go to that, you know, checkup move, just, and, and, and I swear sometimes I, I think about it, and it, it's almost better to just go ahead and race it, man. You know, you make more mistakes when you try to go slow. So, yeah. you know, you're used to, when you get in race mode, you see stuff differently. And, you know, it's it's hard, hard to uh, simulate, uh, hard to simulate racing. You you know, um, you know, you go out and practice and you test, and you can test one section. But, you know, to go out and do a test section and make sure you're, 
you know, 110% in every, you know, every braking, every acceleration, you know, every downhill, uphill, turn, rock, you know, make sure you hit it. It's really hard to simulate that, you know, and uh, um, this year I didn't get to do much, as much testing as I would like, so, um, but uh, I think we come up with a really good setup. You know, we've been working with this platform for several years now, and uh, man, I got a really fun Can-Am to drive. I just, uh, <laughs> I, I, I say that over and over again, it's, it's, it's it's a better car than I am driver. I'll tell you that much. It's, it's a really nice car. Yeah, you told me that on the phone when we talked earlier, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I think you're being a little humble. But let me ask you this, uh, John, if you're still there, when you're going through that Oklahoma race, you know, being co-driver, you guys, you know, y'all know each other. Y'all are y'all are business partners, right? So you're going through this race. Did you have any moments or any thoughts that are worth uh, worth telling us about? And he was back there looking at something on the back of the car there. That's you, fine. You got him now? I don't know. No, that's all right. So here's here's my thoughts. Is There was quite a few water crossings uh, that especially got highlighted in that Ultra 4, um, like the highlight reels for all the classes. And uh, it looks like y'all were, y'all were moving through the water pretty good in one of those highlights, if I remember correctly. I think I would be, you know, probably just floating along or if I can't remember, you know, if it was, uh, you know, maybe uh, just coasting along or, or running through there. But if I was co-driving, man, the one thing I would say is, man, just please don't let me be cold for two hours. And I, I know you, yeah. you mentioned that earlier, but uh, yeah. one of the one of the hard learned lessons for me is uh, gloves. So when you race at night and it's cold and it's muddy, you probably should have some really nice gloves with some nice grip on them. I made the mistake at the last race we were at uh, where I wore gloves and then they got muddy and I couldn't, they weren't good. Like I think they were like utility gloves or something. I uh, lost my grip on the steering wheel cause it was so muddy. So middle of the race, just the gloves off. I don't know where they went. I don't know if they're in the car, out of the car, but I just was driving barehanded. And then the next thing I know is like my knuckles are starting to crack from all the wind. And it was uh, it was something I hadn't prepared for, but I can only imagine, you know, Oklahoma in the middle of like an ice storm, thirty degrees, and you're running through a creek as fast as you guys are. So I uh, I would only imagine that that John might have some feelings. Yeah, he. Uh, it, it, um, I'm probably going to have to answer some of that because he's uh, he, he's having some phone issue. What'd you do with my phone, John? That's all right. Uh, That's all right. Okay, he might have put it on right where they can see us. Like we did in, in oh, okay. I'm just on my phone. I tell you what. Yeah, just set the phone like that. But um, I tell you what I did, man, and I I, I practiced that just a little bit. Um, uh, 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 racing in the water. There's there's a lot of guys that got you know. There's there's times when you're racing and it's just one water hole right after another. Yeah. And you know you just got to hit them. You just you, I mean you just you know you got to try to get up on top of which ones you can and you know break early and get your front end light on some of them if you got a real deep one or you know, try to come in and uh, slide into it, but, um, you know, and you, you, you know, if you break real late and you slide into it, well, you can kind of push that wave ahead of you, and as soon as it starts to drop, then you can get back on the gas, you know, to try to keep from doing that in, in, in a lot of your bigger, you know, your bigger holes, but, you know, those creeks like that we were going through like that, that's kind of what I would do. I'll try to go, uh, I try to come into them and start picking my speed up, and as right before it starts to crest over or something, you know, I'd 
I break it down as soon as it as soon as it left, and you get back on the gas. You know, kind of like full throttle. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, that, that was kind of my um, uh, you know, if you just come through and hammer that on the first lap, you was going to be miserable. And, yeah, um, <laughs> I knew I didn't want to do that. Yeah. All right. So you guys finish out the season, uh, Gary. Before I go back to you uh, in in your season thoughts, uh, Jamie. What do you think, you know, after the season's over, you guys have had, you know, a couple, I'd say a couple of days at best. Uh, what do you think about the season? What are your takeaways? Um, well, you know, we raced 34 races last year. We raced 11 <laughs> this year. So it was definitely a different season for us. And I don't know that we worked any um, less or any harder. Um, you know, I think we did. Uh, make some leaps and bounds on Gary's new suspension. Um, we, uh, um, you know, we've had some uh, ups and downs, and we had a lot more ups than we did downs this year. I'll just put it to you that way. We had, um, you know, we had uh, one little failure there in West Virginia. Had a um, uh, little uh, ball joint bolt uh, broke on us and, and caused us the issue, and. I, I guess that was the only down race that we had. I think we was in the hunt on every other race. I, uh, I, uh, I kind of hurt the car one time in qualifying, and um, you know we had to go back and work on it just a little bit. Had to start in the back of the pack in one of them races, and um, you know John, uh, I told him I said you might want to opt out on this one because I'm going to go to the front. So he said that would be that would be good. I said uh, it was a mud race. It was really slick, and uh, I said. Uh, I was a little bit frustrated with myself, and I said, I'm going to go to the front. And he said, I'd be glad to opt out on that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. but other than that, man, you know, we, we went, we got to see some really cool stuff. I um, uh, had a real good friend of mine that uh, took the race rig to uh, uh, Moab there for us, and, and uh, you know, we got to fly in, and it was, uh, you know, that was some very, very nice scenery, just just unbelievable when I when I rolled over the hill there I looked at them rocks I'm like you've got to be kidding me man this is this was really really different but um you know I thought we'd run a good race there too we we was uh you know we had a really good line had a little GNCC line there and, and uh they didn't want me to use it and they kind of blocked the track but um you know in pre-running uh it was definitely inside the tape but they wanted me down in the gorge and I was running a 64-inch car. Most of us was running the wider cars, and they couldn't get up on the ledge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was able to stay up on this ledge, and uh, but uh, they wanted me down in, so I lost a lot of time on my first lap, um, and um, maybe about three minutes or something, trying to get the car turned around without mm-hmm. rolling it back off that ledge. And then uh, once we got rolling again, I, I felt we put on a really good charge, and then uh, come to the last last quarter lap and there was a bottleneck and um, I um, had to hit the joker line twice and uh, we broke the uh, we broke an axle and uh, so we was in three wheel drive and uh, we finished it on out and uh, but uh, we ended up with third that day um, and, and uh, first time going to Moab I'll take that also but uh, yeah you know we had a lot of good times to win a national championship or you know it's just I, I I can't be more prouder, John and Gary, that just, you know, the G-Force team, Can am um, you know, all these sponsors here behind us. Just, um, I just can't be more proud to be part of this team. Perfect. John, what are your thoughts uh, for the end of the season? What do you think? 
I can't, John, I can't hear you very well. That's a little better. I tell you, yeah, yeah, your video is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what, John, while we're figuring that out, uh, you can feel there, free to try. There you go. That's all right. Am, am I ready for the season to be over, or what are your thoughts on the season? You know, you had uh, you had twenty twenty one was or twenty twenty was a real strange one. What do you think about after it's all said and done? Um, it was a. It really felt like we raced almost the same amount as we raced last year. Last year was like a lot of racing, a lot of work on the cars. I guess it was building this new car kept us uh, really busy. So. Mm -hmm. Um, Jamie did, did excellent, uh, Pete coming in from California, helping, uh, Gary get caught up and, and making some changes. They work really good together when those two, uh, those two minds are together. It's just a pretty crazy thing to watch how they can, uh, communicate with each other and changing things and, and, uh, bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, but it's kind of just like me and Jamie in the car, you know, we, we work real good together. Yeah. Yeah. It's so you guys are one of my favorite interviews because I don't very often get to interview driver and co-driver together. And I, the first time we had you on, you kind of got to explain the, I want to like the chemistry between driver and co-driver about how it's this balance. And I, I know that's kind of a weird word to describe it, but <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else to call it. What would you guys call it? Friendship, partnership. Yeah. Controls chaos. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. But what I mean is uh, not a lot of times do, do the co-drivers, uh, you know, kind of get the spotlight with the driver. And one thing that I love about the organization that you guys have, dude, you guys are like the tightest team. Because when I reach out, you know, I'm reaching out to John. And, and the first thing he says is, all right, I'll get it to Jamie. I'll get it to Gary. And we're all going to be there, you know. We're all going to block it out of our schedule. And that's really, really cool. So uh, I, I appreciate that. And also, I appreciate the different perspectives because it's it's pretty rare uh, that I get to get everyone in house and everyone's so intertwined together. So I, I like it and I appreciate it, guys. But well, you, uh, maybe the next race that you come to, I'll put you in the uh, passenger seat. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. You know, the one thing that makes us unique is, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're family. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, John and Jamie, you know, Jamie's been like a brother to me since, you know, we've raced in 30 years. You yeah. Know, against each other at one time. And, you know, now we're, you know, more of a team. But, I mean, we're like a family. And that's, you know, that's how we've always been. And, um, you know, we, we talk about things, we argue about things, we disagree on things. Uh, but in the end, you know, we all have a positive, you know, outlook to say, okay, this is exactly, you know, where we're trying to be. And we all do it together, you know. So, yeah. You yeah. know, they're, they're my brothers, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, well, before I jump to Gary about his season thoughts, uh, John, did you have anything else? Jamie said that he could be mean to Gary, but Jesse can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, John, do you have any other thoughts for the end of the season? Um. I think it was a great, I mean, if you would have told me last year after he won with Rookie of the Year 
and the East Coast champion that he was going to win the that we'd be a national recognized Ultra Four team. And I obviously said you're crazy, but uh, and every time that he goes up to qualify, he's usually first. He's yeah. either on his lid or he's first. So, sure. um, so <laughs> he's a heck of a driver. If, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for him, you know, me and Gary wouldn't be where we were at right now. Um, so it's it's uh, he doesn't take as much he doesn't give as much himself as much credit as he should. Sure. Sure. I can I can attest to that just to the conversation we had yesterday. He kept giving all his credit to his car and just, you know, guessing that it's going to drive itself. <laughs> no. All right, Gary. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's the new technology coming for 2021. But uh, Gary, uh, season thoughts, you know, what did you think when it started? Did you learn anything really valuable this season? You know, I was still here in the shop trying to get caught up a little bit and do some things back earlier this year. You know, John and Jamie call me, and they're like, hey, we broke front cross shaft and qualifying, and I can't find one in the trailer. So I was like, well, I was fixing to drive up to Kentucky. We raced at 30 Turtle at the time. Mm-hmm. So I said, just let me know, and I'll, I'll go by. I'll bring one. We'll get it the car. So... I left late that afternoon, and uh, I think that race, they, they took a drive shaft out of Nathan's uh, pre-run car. Mm-hmm. So they had everything on point. But, you know, that first race of the season, uh, I think we've had this happen to us for two years at Dirty Turtle. That You know, something was, it was snowing, it was cold. Yep. Something went wrong. And, you know, you know, Jamie started in the back. And, uh, you know, he battled his way to the front and ended up coming out, you know, I think the third overall, the first race, you know, salvaged that part. Hello, Mac. Hey. <laughs> the superstar <laughs> and, of the team uh, right there. We, uh, you know, when anytime you start the season off like that, you're like, you know, things just didn't go our way. Uh, elements were against us. You know, we had, we broke a drop shaft and, it was actually a drive, a U joint, a drive shaft that we had just custom built and even made stronger. Mm-hmm. So things like that, you know, that we have to step back and say, okay, maybe this is too strong. You know, now we got another weak link. So then we have to, you know, take a look at how the rest of the season will go. You know, we probably not getting race anymore to this coming up weekend. We had Renegade, uh, which is kind of a new East Coast series. You know, we stepped in there, got some seat time. You know, Jamie won the Southern uh, Renegade, you know, championship. Um, we weren't able to go to all their races to be the national champion. So, uh, you know, we, we won the Southern, didn't get the Northern. Uh, but, you know, we were focused on Ultra Four. And, um, you know, to us, you know, doing the things that Can-Am is, is, is actually sponsoring uh, put effort, time, you know, their, their money into with their cars, you know, and ultra four racing is, is a big national uh, event. So, you know, we want to focus on things like that. So, you know, we went to AOP in Tennessee and we ran that a couple times with Pro Rock and Renegade, things like that. They changed the course up a little bit. Uh, you know, about the hundredth time I stuck Jamie John out there in a brand new suspension setup they'd never driven yet. Um, uh, you know, they have a 17-minute win that race. Mm-hmm. 
knew we were kind of, we, we had, we were 80% on that setup. We had some homework to do. Uh, we came back, did some homework, and started fine-tuning, you know, different things. Time we get to the end of the season, you know, going into the last renegade, going into, you know, Moab, Oklahoma, Ultra 4, things like that. We finally get our setup to where, you know, Jamie's comfortable. He's 100% with it. Uh, you know, we, we've worked any bugs out. And, but I think right now, Jamie and I had a conversation. And there's 1% we still want to find, you know, mm-hmm. You know, but when we're that close on setup, we know that we're, you know, we're leaps and bounds above where a majority of the market would ever be, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, this type of technology that we're able to put out the other, you know, and just the bills, you know, or, or regular things we always did, you know, I always put that effort in, and a lot of it comes back from Jamie on these balance setups and bills and things that, I can put out to other racers, and it's still at times, you know, leaps and bounds better than they ever have. Yeah. So that's what we look at. But you know, it, it's you know coming out this season with only you know racing what we were able to race and still winning you know a championship in the Southern Series and Renegades and winning those four national championship. You know, those are big seats. You know, and now you know we got our sights set. You know, this year the you know compete. You know, King Hammers for KOH, and you know, I've got a hundred percent, you know, thought and, and all the, you know, the racing we've done in Ultra Four and Renegade and the Rock and things we've learned. You know that you know Jamie will be a fighting force, and we'll have a good car in the KOH. I I can't agree with you more that you guys are definitely going to be in uh, an excellent position. Uh, so I have to ask, possibly the most important member of the team, uh, it's McKenzie, right? What do you think about your dad racing and being uh, the champion of the the best racing league in the entire United States? <laughs> I think that that's awesome. You should be very proud of him. But that's great. That's really, really great. What do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna do she, well next year? She's a good helper, Jesse. Is she? Yeah, she she helps John and him. She helps. She knows how to do some tire balls. And hey, she can do everything. Yeah, that's amazing. Tires, some rims. That's awesome. Yeah, so she does really good. Mackenzie, do you think he's gonna do well next year? I think so too. I think he uh, he doesn't give himself enough credit. I think he's going to be on uh, he's going to be on a roll for a while. But thank you, Mackenzie, for making an appearance. I appreciate it. It's uh, always good to have the next generation on the uh, on the show. I appreciate that. Now, now Max Max got her own little buggy too. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Max got a little one seventy. Wow. I. Uh, I uh, I haven't I haven't ever personally uh, been in a 170, but I've been in a 570, and those are those are a lot of fun. <laughs> she, she might be our next champion. That's it. I'm I'm counting on it. It's got to be in the blood. <laughs> but I uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, so let me ask you this. So for 2021, you just mentioned that we're going King of the Hammers, right? So with going to the King of the Hammers. Uh, it kind of opens a new can of worms because 
when was the last time that you guys raced there? If you don't, if you, if you remind me. Never. That's what I thought. I wanted to make sure before I made my assumption there. Uh, yeah. King of the Hammers is it's it's the Ultra Four Beast. It's the icon of the race league. Uh, it's where Can Am has dumped a lot of money into. It's where you know Ford has dumped a lot of money into. Everyone hyper focuses on King of the Hammers. Um, I had somebody explain it to me like this one time. You sometimes may not know who won the national series for Ultra Four, but I guarantee that you can tell them who won King of Hammers that year. So there's a lot of weight that comes with that win. And I think that with the momentum you guys have right now, I think that you guys are in a very good spot. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what you guys have in mind. So, Gary, if you want to start or Jamie, you guys can fight amongst yourselves. Um, getting ready for King of Hammers, what is the mindset? What are you guys doing to get prepared? So, 
uh, we're always doing our best to be there, you know, early. So yeah. uh, try to get things on point, you know. Uh, it, it does take a lot away from our family, so we can't, you know, I have to thank my wife. You know, she has to deal with a whole lot. Yeah. You know, I'm doing this all day, then we're doing racing, and we're doing other stuff. Same thing with Jamie's family and John, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a nighttime effect. You know, it takes a lot out of everybody. Yeah. And we don't get to spend as much time. And, you know, all, all we can do is say, hey, I love you and thank you. And we, we appreciate you, you know. And, um, but, you know, we're brothers, you know. It's family when we're together, too. So. Yeah. But if we're not racing, you know, a lot of times we're at the lake together. We're doing something together. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's always better when, when the girls get to be more involved. Yeah. You know, yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So Jamie, uh, Jamie and John together, y'all can answer this. Uh, as you're getting ready for King of Hammers, what's going through your mind? Um, I, I sit and listen to Gary talk there about um, we start preparing for these events, and there's people that's been to them. Uh, you know, there's people that's been to Moab, and you're going, oh, you're not going to like those rocks. You know, they're going to be really big and. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have they put in a joker line, and everybody's like, "Oh, uh, this is a, this is a really really tough section. You know, it's going to be really tough." And um, you know, I, I worry a lot, and um, you know, I, I go over every inch of that track, and you know, the night before, and I, I can't sleep, and I I just I visualize the race. I try to I've done that since the racing motorcycles. I, I visualize the start, I visualize the you know the climbs, the downhills, the water, rocks, whatever it is, and and, um, you know, every time we go to one of these places, me and John, after doing one of these really tough sections, we look at each other and say, man, that wasn't nothing. You know, we, 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 uh, we, we prepare and, um, you know, we may psych ourselves out just a little bit, but, you know, uh, as you say, the king of hammer is the beast and, um, and, uh, I'll be prepared. I promise you. Man, that, uh, that's exciting as a fan. That's, that's exciting. And uh, it's it's one thing for you know a lot of people will say you know like we're going to be ready for the hammers or we're going to we're going to show up on the lake bed, and uh, there's not a lot of credit to it you know or and and there's guys that really only run King of the Hammers and they're like that's my race I'm going to run that's the only thing I'm going to do and you know they have these these fluke things either they build new cars and the bugs aren't worked out or you know chance happens. And I really think because you guys race so often, you know, that's got to put more credibility and, and it got to validate when you say you're going to be ready for King of the Hammers. It's got to validate that a little bit more because you guys are working through those details. You guys are out, you know, testing the car that'll be, you know, all of the fundamental parts of the car that'll be there are getting tested this weekend, you know, just like they have for this year. So I think that it's a, uh, it's pretty exciting when someone like you says they'll be ready for that race. So I'm, as a fan, I'm very excited. Uh, well, and, I, and I think James gets to say, Jesse, you know, it's one thing we've learned over time is, you know, we, we feel like our sponsors and the, and the products we use aren't the best. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're testing and, and the things we've learned, whether we're running an OEM part or we're running, you know, Keller Ball Swings or, you know, CA Arms or, HCR suspension, you know, component, uh, MRT tires, all these companies that help us in the products we run, you know, we're, we're 100% confident just because of not having failures in winning races that, you know, we're able to go compete and, 
have the same quality, you mm-hmm. know, product the next race that we had the race before. So, you know, I think that gives us an advantage too, is it's a guy to help us. Yeah, certainly so. But again, you have to credit your team. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much reward to the work that you guys put in because, you know, it's so funny. Uh, I called Jamie yesterday or, or yeah, we talked on the phone yesterday and what's he doing? He's working on the car. And the next thing I know is, you know, we're doing the, we're doing the podcast. And as we were getting the technical issues sorted out, you guys are working on the car. You've got somebody there working on the car with you. And, you know, Gary, for the first, you know, 25 minutes of the podcast, you're working on shocks. It's one of those things where, you know, when you're a workhorse and you, you, you put all the, you front load all this work, you know, good comes out the other end. And I'm a believer, like, I'm a believer that the, the Lord will take care of you. It, it, you know, you put your work in, the Lord will make sure that you have, you know, you, you, uh, what is it? You reap what you sow. That whole mentality that the Lord is faithful to those who, you know, put in the work there. And I think that you guys are a prime example. There's a lot of guys out there that work hard, but it's hard to say uh, that, you know, you guys are not some of the hardest working people in the sport right now, for sure. Well, Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You guys were well-deserved. So, John, let me ask you, as you're getting ready for King of the Hammers, you're getting yourself prepped mentally, physically, all those things. Uh, what's going through your mind to King of Hammers? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm you're, you're a little more quiet on me. I can't hear you the same way I did earlier. Yeah, grab Jamie's headset again. That was that was that worked out. It's like we uh we got the video figured out. And now we're just waiting to get all all the pieces in place here. <laughs> I got you now. There we go. I'm uh I was there last year, and it's a pretty gnarly place. Yeah. Um, I think the weather was really good, so hopefully we have good weather. Um, I've seen it be snowy there. I've seen it freezing. Um, so, uh, hope the weather's nice. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I've never been around that track either, so I've mm-hmm. just seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Um, so that would be interesting. But we may have a, we may have someone run, riding in the car other than me that race. So, hmm. um, it's to, to be announced maybe. Sure. So. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I hope it's you. I'll say that. Uh, if I, if my... <laughs> If my uh, my hopes are anything, I hope it's you there. Uh, you're well deserved to be there for sure. But uh, just as we move on, 2021 King of Hammers. Obviously, you know you start the beginning of the year, the beginning of the season with the Big Beast, and then you have the remainder of the season. Uh, they release their schedule. It looks like they're going to be all over again. Uh, are you guys going to try to make every single Ultra Four race? I guess we'll just do the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I think the farthest one out would be Crandon. Yep, yep. Now, okay, so you guys are going to do Crandon. I think we have to. I think you. I think we have to. Okay. I think it's part of the East Coast schedule. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I can actually I pull it up was. here. It's the Ultra Four Twenty Twenty One. Um, I think we've got AOP. Yep. And Rush um, Off Road. Oh, yeah, it is. It is the East Coast. Wow. Yep. Let me pull it up here for everybody watching the. Uh, the live stream and everybody should be able to see it as well. If I can get it here. Um, Sorry about that background. 
noise. No, that's okay. That's okay. We're, we're we're powering through it. It's all good. Yeah. So it looks like uh, for the East Coast series, you got Rush, Kentucky in April, uh, AOP in June twenty fifth, and then Crandon. Uh, Yeah, so let me ask you guys this because I saw, you know, I saw a couple people, uh, you know, everybody loves a good Facebook warrior, uh, keyboard warrior. A couple people were complaining about going back to uh, Reno for nationals. What do you guys think about uh, having nationals there? I think we did a blast. You know, Jamie, you know, we, we ran Pete's uh, X3 that he brought from California. Jamie broke it in half, so uh, <laughs> but I think I think he had a good time. You know, we finished second, uh, came close to winning it. You know, first time out there, and uh, you know, definitely, you know, he, he finished that race on a. You know, if I could show you guys a video, the frame was broken six places. You know, he was going to the starting line for the main event, and uh, you know, I'm holding the light, Pete's laying under it, welding the frame back together. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> when he when Jamie finished, you know. Part of the frame and you know four or five other places on the front bulkhead were broke off. So uh, he said I had no brakes. You know, I you know uh, I think the shocks and the shock tower is the only thing holding the car together. Yeah, I. Uh, but you know he had a good time. You know we, we enjoyed it. Uh, it. It was again that was probably our first race that we you know went that far west. Uh, and you know it was different. The rocks were big. Had a couple of fast sections, you know, he was in a car that, you know, wasn't ours. Uh, we didn't prep till we actually got there. Uh, you know, at the time, you know, we called uh, Scott and Method, you know, he, he sent, you know, I think six rims out to us. Uh, MRT sent tires to us. Mm-hmm. So uh, we mounted tires the day we got there. And nice. We put things together and, you know, uh, one of the fab shops, local in Reno, uh, they, uh, we went there that night, and they cut us some pieces of, you know, quarter-inch steel. And we actually welded just flat bar and square bar onto the A-arms and the trailer arms because uh, Pete's car was basically stopped. And uh, we, we'd already figured out that, hey, we're not going to make it. Yeah. Unless we had to add metal this thing, so. Yeah, and for those who don't know off the top of their head, that Reno course is basically a short course, but has like what a uh, hundred yards of boulders, <laughs> just giant rocks that you have it's to just three different sections. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man! It's it's it is you know I again I said this on the Cole Clark podcast recently, but um, there's a picture uh, that someone's floating around Facebook, and it's someone standing in the middle of the boulder field, and like it's like you know there's gaps from top of rock to another top of rock that are like up to, you know, a grown, a grown man's knee. And it's like, you get people just hitting this wide open. <laughs> no wonder your car broke in half. I mean, it's wild. <laughs> so. Well, I think, I think Jamie and I keep laughing at Pete because Pete kept saying, you know, that's when we were actually testing the initial prototype stuff that were, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, some of the stuff that, that Kyle and Nathan ran at KOH, but, uh, you know, Jamie was the first to run it. So, uh, Yeah. Because I've already broke the car. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, those rocks are not forgiving at all. So I mean, let me ask you this. Really because Crandon is on the North series. It's on the north side of the Ultra 4 series. 
and it's on the south or the east coast excuse me east coast um setting the car up for crandon is a is is way different than anything else that you guys have going on because you know the whole point of a short course car is weight reduction you know smaller gas tanks you know aluminum versus steel things like that like it's really pulling all this stuff off the car and it's a different setup i know that gary you had some guys race crandon this year did they make those you know weight adjustments uh to be successful or you know are we just gonna take the car we've got and you know do what we can and then go from there you guys uh this uh this last year the texplex park in texas has gained popularity it's it's hosting a little bit more of the event side of things um do you guys plan on going down to texas and racing there again i know you guys have raced there in the past uh is any of that going to be on the schedule you know we haven't discussed it a lot but you know i know there's a big 12-hour event coming up and you know, I've got a lot of my customers and racers that are all kind of ramping up for that, you yeah. know, for that event. Uh, you know, I think Jamie and I have mentioned it a few times, and, you know, he's rolled over a few things, you know, hey, we, you know, that we want to, you know, but our ultimate goal right now is focused on Kate for King Hammer. Yeah, understood. I mean, so, you know, we, we love to race. Jamie loves to race. Uh, and, 
and that's really why we do what we do. But, you know, if, if it impedes on, you know, at any time, you know, us having the ability to, you know, what we're going to do at the end of January, then, you know, we, we may not make that yeah. in Texas. But, you know, before Pro Rock started, we, we did, you know, take the time to go to Texas twice mm-hmm. and run Texas. You know, and it's an awesome facility. You know, Billy and all the guys down there are awesome. Uh, it, it, it's a little bit different from the element we're used to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where we don't get to go, you know, basically motocross race, right. you know, that style of racing. So, uh, you know, we, we were shock testing and just doing all kinds of things beginning of this year, playing with things. And, you know, we had a brand new 2020 X3, uh, you know, I think Jamie went out about every moto that he, he took off in and, and just killed the whole shop, you know, that all <laughs> honor X30. I mean, it, uh, we had an Evo tune in it, you know, that, uh, you know, I downloaded while we were at the race, and, and I actually made a mistake with the computer and and uh, messed up and put a download in his, uh, his task cluster, you know, so... Jamie's like, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm trying to fix the dash cluster because I messed up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, so he, uh, it, it is pretty amazing. I mean, I think when he got done with uh, practice, he came back in and uh, I looked at him and I said, how fast do you think you were going on this race course? He said, I don't know, it's pretty dang fast, though. Mm-hmm. So I read the data and, you know, that 2020 car is hit 96 mile an hour. That is insane. It, it's insane, you know, that a UTV on a race course could do 96 mile an hour. Um, oh my gosh. But, you know, and, and Jamie can tell you a lot more about that. I mean, I think we learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And we, we were able to test some tires, test some shocks. Um, you know, we, we you know kind of got our feet wet to start 2020 out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, Texas, you know, they were racing, you know, uh, a lot of the guys that I worked for, you know, uh, they did really well down there. Sean Hess, you know, yeah. I was able to build, build those guys some shocks this year. You know, Colin Truett won the, uh, you know, the, the pro class there on RS1, um, worked with him for years. So, you know, it's, we get around those guys and uh, I got a little kid I'm working with down there too, Cannon Baker. Uh, he, he's 12, 13 years old, he's on fire. Yeah. You know, he's doing really, really good. Uh, they're, they're a great family. Uh, so, you know, anytime we can go out, and, and, and Jay and I have always talked about this too, where he's working with kids, you know. It, it, it's so good to work with the, you know, with the other racers, with the kids, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's who's coming up behind us, yeah. you know. And, and any skill and any knowledge you can get, you know, and, and give, you know, give back basically to, you know, where Jamie and I basically come from a long time ago. You know, we, we tried to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was telling me about that on the phone, but uh, let me, let me ask Jamie, uh, Jamie, what are you guys, you know, just looking into the future, what's on your mind and what's on the plate for you guys? Well, John's playing with my phone here. So everything, <laughs> everything, everything we had to tonight. So no, it's okay. You guys, you know, I'm. We're doing, we're doing the best we could. Could you say that one more time? Yeah, absolutely. And and just, uh, Jamie, so you have an idea. We'll 
we'll kind of close everything out here in the next few minutes. But I just kind of want to end with, you know, where where is your head at as you're looking towards the future? You know, what's on your mind? You know, what what's coming? You know, is it King of Hammers only? Or what are you thinking about past that? What's what's on your mind? You know, I like to race, um, you know, and that's probably, uh, you know, when we first started getting into it, you know, we'd go to it, you could do a local race and, and you know, uh, run some GNCC stuff that was uh, spread out a little bit, you know, from month to month. And uh, we kind of got to where we was doing uh, uh it seemed like we was racing every weekend, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've, we've backed that up a little bit now. We're going to do the uh, King of Hammer and the Ultra Four. And then, uh, you know, looks like we'll go back, back out to Reno. But I also want to hit some big races, you know, that come up, uh, you know, that's around the area or whatever. And, um, you know, maybe even do Heartland Challenge. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to count us out. We like to race. Yeah. And, um, uh, but, you know, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to this season. I, I feel that we're stronger, um, you know, uh, physically and mentally. Um, we've, we've, we've prepped these cars, and, you know, I'm going to build the exact car that I'm racing right now is what I'll go to battle with. And uh, um, at the Hammers, you know, mm-hmm. we may be on a 72, but uh, we're going to prep this car. It's going to be tuned exactly. I've got the clutch and the suspension the way I like it. And, I, I, I'm very, very pleased with this car. So um, I've raced, raced it in some really, really good tight stuff. I've raced it in some really rough stuff, raced it in some high speed stuff. And uh, um, I'm very comfortable in this build. And uh, I'm going to try to mimic that to go to uh, Hammers this year. And like you say, you know, that, that hammer, it carries a lot of weight. You know, it, it really does. Yeah. And um, I just didn't feel in the years, in the years past that, uh, I just didn't feel that we was ready yet. We just hadn't done enough rock testing, um, you know. I, and I don't want to go out there and uh, sell ourselves short either. So, um, as as you said, that most people say, you know, we'll be ready when we hit the lake bag, and I'm gonna be ready when I leave Tennessee. So, yeah, um, my my stuff will be ready. I promise you. So, um, we'll prepare, and um, you know, I got a I got an ace in the hole. You know. Uh, uh, I feel like I actually got two of them. So um, if I feel really, really comfortable, I'll have my long-haired beauty boy in there with me. But if not, I got I got somebody else. Um, but you know, it uh, um, the other guy knows knows that facility very, very well. He's very confident, and um, he's he's going to come up with a game plan. And uh, he, he he's been there many times. So um, uh, it was actually John's idea. Um, and I, and I kind of, I kind of vetoed it for a long time. And then we kind of down, sat down and had a little meeting and, and, um, you know, John said, this is the right thing to do. Um, so if I feel real comfortable when I get there, um, you know, I, th- I think I'll put John in there, but, uh, more than likely that the other guy will be there. And, and, um, you know, I, I had, uh, we had calls from, uh, you know, several of the teams last year, Johnny went out there and. You know, he, he was working in the trailer, I think, till 2 o'clock in the morning or something, helping the millers get their stuff ready, you know, the wire yeah. and stuff. He's just a very crafty dude. So, um, you know, him being in the pit and Gary in the pit, Pete in the pit, you know, I, I, I think not only do we have a, uh, um, 
you know, it's a very perfect, perfect car, but I've also got a really good team in the pit. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's really important that you, you know, that you mesh together on that side of it too. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be a group effort for sure. And, um, um, I, I'm really excited. I, I, uh, um, you know, the East Coast boys fared very well back, uh, out there last year. They and, did. You know, I, I said a, I said a bunch of laughs with those guys. So, um, you know, hopefully I can, uh, as uh, old Mr. Cheney said one time, you know, if you can race the woods, you can race anywhere. So, um, I think that, uh, I think that is, uh, to our advantage, you know, I think we, we see things and read things a little bit differently. So, um. I think some of that stuff will come to us easier than what we think. Maybe not, but but I, I really think it will. And you know, it, every time I go to one of these little rock races, and there's, you know, they've got a half a mile of wood section. You know, it's just primo woods for yeah. me. And you know, and I I just I just try to kill it. John says the same thing every time. Golly, just why would you not just ease up through this section? You know, you can do this section. <laughs> and I'm like, I get I get so frustrated just easing through rocks sometimes, and I get a. I get a section I really like. I just want to kill it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what John said. We're we're in the middle of there's no trees and you're going 70 through these trees. Why why, why would you do this? Oh, I love I it. Just, a little little bit hungry, I guess, man. A little bit hungry. I understand. Well, Jamie, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, Jamie, if you want to hand the mic over to John, uh, I'd like to get his his kind of closing thoughts on everything. Um, just, just what he's got on his mind. And then, uh, we'll go to Gary and we'll close this bad boy up. That'd be good. Hey man, we're going to do this again and, uh, I'll have a little better equipment next time. Okay. How about we do it in person next time? I'll come up there and see you guys. Man, I would love that. That'd be, that'd be so cool. We'll do it. I'll, okay, I'll, we'll I'll, uh, I'll buy you a big old steak, boy. Hey, all right. That's all it takes. <laughs> Here's Johnny, boy. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you, brother. Hey, Jason. Hey, John. All right, so John, last thoughts. What what would you think about the season? You got anything else? What's on your mind? Uh, season was great. Um, did good. We got a we got a really good car that we've put together. Probably the toughest car that we've built. Um, so uh, I think we've got really good equipment going in. Especially, you know, especially for this race, pro rock race. So it'd be good to see some of our friends we hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, and uh, and we love Win Rock, so. Um, uh, just a kind of like a home track for us. Um, I, I think more for this year, uh, AOP has been our home track more. Man. We've been there so many times. They've done really well. Uh, Everybody I actually hated that track the first time, the second time, and probably the third time. <laughs> Jamie says he still hates it, but, um, I understand. but somehow we do really good there. But uh, it's just a rough, rough track. But uh, uh, the season, like I said, it was, it was great. Um, We'd like to maybe get some more uh, uh, sponsor help would be nice and a little bit more, uh, uh, maybe some stuff thrown our way a little bit. I think we kind of deserve uh, a little bit more than, uh, than than what we're getting right now, so that would be nice. Is there anything uh, in particular that you guys are looking for? I have plenty of guys who listen to the show, and they'd be happy to, uh, you know, always have the conversation. So what are you guys looking for parts-wise? Um, I don't know parts-wise, maybe just, you know, um, I, I think we're some team funding. Radio. I'm looking more like a dang uh, uh, a Red Bull deal. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. What, what about what about a radio that works good or John? What's a radio? Yeah. I, yeah, we 
<laughs> maybe we should have done that. Maybe PCI or somebody's listening in. Well, I can always I can always well, reach out. Is why I say it. Yeah, and a lot with radio is just, it, it is a lot of tuning, and we just don't have you know we that's kind of our last thing that we worry about. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Like one of the most important things. But we need we need to tune the radio like we do shots. That's sure. what we need to do. Right. So. Sure. Well, John, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know it was uh, y'all y'all linked up together, uh, you and Jamie, so y'all could get this all squared away. Uh, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, we'll move on to Gary. Gary, final thoughts, uh, just kind of wrapping everything up. What you got on your mind? Well, I mean, I think most of the stuff we've, you know, we've all talked about and, and Kind of knows the direction that we're we're working toward right now. Um, you know, it's uh, you know a lot of everything we do. Honestly, I mean, you know, we, we all you know thank each other. But you know, my business and what I do, realist. I mean, Jamie and I race motorcycles and motocross in the past, and uh, you know, we we got into UTVs and got into off road buggies and things and. And that was mainly because, hey, you know, we talked off some race, and uh, he had an XP900 in his doctor, and he said, hey, there's a race going on down here. Let's go do it. You know, so uh, at that point, you know, things in the UTV world for us changed. And, uh, you know, Jamie got beat that night by, you know, I always tell the story. It's like, hey, there was some guy there named Kyle Cheney that beat Jamie. Uh, <laughs> so... We, we didn't know who Kyle Cheney was, uh, and then, uh, you know, later we become, you know, good friends with Kyle and, and get to work with him and for him and things like that, but, uh, you know, that was the goal when we came back, and that's kind of who we are, you know, Jamie said, we got to build a car to go back and beat Kyle Cheney, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, we went back and won the next race, but Kyle wasn't there, so, uh, but at that point, you know, it's, it's almost like an addiction, you yeah. know. Uh, we've all got a hard work ethic and, uh, you know, we put that in the program, probably really anything we do in life, you know, we all, you know, put a hundred percent effort in. So, uh, you know, we can't thank Can-Am enough for, you know, the opportunities and, and the car that they're building to give us to, uh, you know, for Jamie to race and for us to build. I mean, it's a, it's a great platform, uh, you know, and all the other guys and the sponsors that, uh, you know, MRT. You know, tires and stuff. I mean, these guys have been great to us, hundred uh, percent. You know, uh, they become like family too. Stepping in on our program this year. Um, you know, the guys at HCR and, and, and like I said, you know, Eric at CA. Jamie mentioned him earlier. You know, he's you know trying to come out of his shop and come out to the racetracks with us and, and do things and he has in the past. You know, last year he was with us for. A weekend that we did uh, three race events on the same weekend. Wow! And uh, we did, you know, Jamie, Jamie, and John went out and won uh, the Ultra Four National Race at uh, Dirge Turtle, and we jumped, you know, through a car on a trailer and went race an ICR race that evening. Came back for the Ultra Four podium and then stayed at Ultra Four and won the next day at the Dirge Turtle, you know, race. Wow! So you know, Eric was there for that. I mean. You know, Todd and Keller Balderwins, you know, uh, he, he's always stepped up and gave great products uh, and, and kept 
many people, you know, blood lubricants, you know, we, we run all the lubricants and, uh, you know, I work with them. They've got great things. That's what I use with suspension fluids. Um, but there, there's so many companies, you know, that, uh, you know, if it wasn't for these guys that can help us and us putting 100% in the program, you know, we, we wouldn't be where we're at at the end of the year or being able to start a new season. So yeah. we got to thank all those guys, you know. understand and i agree with you i can always count on you know it's just one of those things i can always count on y'all if i know he qualifies on the pole we're probably in a good spot for the weekend in terms of watching so uh i'm always gonna be a big fan you know i i count you guys as local guys that i really root for every single time and uh i'm so glad to have all of you on the show um thank you guys for taking time out of your busy evening good luck this weekend uh at the pro rock race at winrock and uh and let me be, you know, just another voice to say congratulations on being the national champions for Ultra Four. That is not easily done, and not many people can say it. So uh, I'm happy for you guys, and uh, I know that 2021 will bring just more success. And uh, I'm, you know, already nervous and excited for King of Hammers to see you guys there. So we'll close it out here. Uh, thank you guys for being on the show, and uh, y'all stay on the line for me. Thank you powered by supergripatv.com. If you're familiar at all with the podcast, you know that I've run the Supergrip ATV K9 tires for some time now. I run them in the standard compound with the Kevlar reinforced sidewalls. It's been an extremely tough tire for my vehicle. Uh, On top of that, I ran them out this weekend and I just really kind of wanted to put a beating on them and and see what I could find. And uh, let me tell you guys, don't run them at 20 PSI. That's where I started just to, you know, get an idea if someone overinflates them to see, you know, how they perform. It's not the right way to do it for sure. I got them down to about 6 or 8 PSI, somewhere in that ballpark, and they really started hooking for me. Even where people say that they haven't been very successful with them, uh, mud, loose, uh, like loose, slick rock. I was all over it. Had no issues once I aired down the six and eight psi, right around there somewhere. It was really great. I'm really impressed with the performance of those tires. Uh, and when I say performance, I mean it's a combination of you know the things that they can climb, the terrain that they can get you through. Uh, they're really well balanced in my opinion. But more than anything, 
that is an extremely tough tire. So I highly recommend if you have the extra change and you're looking to get some canines, upgrade to Kevlar, you will not be sorry. SupergripATV.com and SupergripATV on Facebook and Instagram. Next on the show is Dinojet Research Inc. Uh, I was talking to James today, and he uh, he goes pretty extensively over one of the few things that he would really keep in transferring over to the car or something that he already has figured out for his new vehicle is the Dynajet uh, tune, uh, the clutching, the belt system, the entire the entire setup. He's really confident in how it performs. Dynojet offers a Power Vision 3 tuner, which can hold multiple tunes at one time, even letting you write your own customizable tune. And let me tell you, that's pretty cool from someone who's a software guy. If you don't want to get that nitty gritty, they come preloaded with some excellent tunes. I run the stock tune that comes on the Power Visions from Dynojet for the stock exhaust as well. I really think it woke up the low end of my machine. I was very, very pleased with it. They've also been very kind to me in uh, getting me a clutch setup and all that other kind of stuff so that I can tell you guys and confidently say that I recommend the Dynojet Research Inc. Stage 2 Power Kit. Uh, it's what I run on my car. I'm very, very glad to have them on board. Dynojet Research Inc. Uh, and Dynojet.com. You can find all the information there or reach out to your local retailer. Third on the list is iRate 4x4. iRate 4x4 is the new revolution in terms of information gathering for your UTV or full-size rig. Uh, if you're looking for, I, I had a student from MTSU this week, uh, which is Middle Tennessee State University, the local college of my town. He reached out to me and you know he, he had some design questions and things like that. I mean, when I say design questions, he just kind of let me know what they were doing and, and it was, you know, just kind of Ask me for my thoughts. I am going to redirect him to iRate 4x4 because there's so many guys out there that have fabrication skills uh, far beyond my need that have posted how-to threads, build threads, and even just general discussion topics or topics where people have asked questions. iRate4x4.com is a no BS place to go get the answers that you need make new friends, and also stay up to date with industry-late topics. I am highly, highly recommend you guys go there because I really trust the team that's doing the moderation there. They've been really great to me uh, in communication, and everything's been really straightforward. So as far as moderation goes, this is going to be a place where you can share your ideas, not be censored, and get all of the correct information that you need. That is I-R-A-T-E-4-X-4.com irate 4x4 on Instagram and Facebook. When you start your build thread, let them know you found out from Racing on the Rocks. Another sponsor on our list is All Things UTV. Guys, there's one product from, or there's really two that I really, really, really recommend, but there's one product that is a must-have on your vehicle, and that is the Razor Aid Inner Fender Liners. So if you're on any Can-Am or Polaris machine, the stock firewall or the stock, you know, plastics that are underneath your feet in the floorboard, that's all you have, uh, especially in the wheel well of your vehicle. And all things UTV and, and the Razor Aid department of all things UTV, they make an excellent upgrade for that piece of the machine. What it is, it is a form fitted, custom made, fully engineered, uh, 
piece of steel that just bolts right up onto your firewall, the floorboard there, and it makes it a much more durable, safer environment for your passengers and yourself. I would not be going as fast as I am through the woods sometimes without having the peace of mind knowing that if a stick comes through, it won't. It's not going to come through. The steel inner fender liners are gonna be able to protect me. Those come in powder coating options of a variety of colors, and it's one of the most important upgrades that you can have. All Things UTV Razor Aid Inner Fender Liners. You can find those guys on allthingsutv.com and allthingsutv with a Z, all things UTV on Instagram and Facebook. Let's see. Next is Diddy's Big Block Race Shop. So this was the first weekend I really got a chance to get out and get on my shocks that we're, we're working on doing. Uh, let me tell you guys, he's got a package that is pretty pretty much there. Uh, there's a little bit of fine tuning that Chris wants to do because he is a perfectionist. I cannot tell you guys the level of communication, turnaround, specification, everything that Chris has asked me to do, I've done for him, and he delivered almost right out of the gate. I think we're I think we're due for one more tuning session to really get it perfect for you guys, you know. But his first stab at my setup was really really great. And the feedback that I'm going to give him is just going to help his commercial package be that much better. So I'm very, very excited to, t to tell you guys when Chris at Diddy's Big Block Race Shop is going to go live with those Razor uh, spring packages and, and you know valving packages. It's going to be great. Chris is going to be someone who can get you everything you need from rebuild, custom valving, to custom spring rates as well. He is the best in the business. Now, quick little small plug for all things UTV. I'm running their Cloud 9 kit right now paired with Chris's valving, and I think it's really, really great. Check out the Tender Spring upgrade and the Cloud 9 kit from all things UTV. It's a wonderful pairing with what Chris is doing. Uh, Chris is called Wizzo because he's the wizard, man. He makes those shocks do things that are magic. So Diddy's Big Block Race Shop for all of your needs in terms of shock tuning, shock servicing, and he'll be releasing his Razor-specific shock valving packages very soon. Very glad to have him on board. That is Diddy's Big Block Race Shop on Facebook and Instagram. Last but not least, the longest sponsor of the show and one of the most dedicated sponsors of this show, Infinite Off-Road. Infinite Off-Road has two things for the listeners of this show. They offer a 25-year you-break-it-they-fix-it warranty, uh, even covering accidental damage. It's pretty much no questions asked, and whatever happened, happened, and they'll just send you some new parts. It's really amazing. I am, uh, I don't know, I, we're, me and Mike are friends. I mean, to, to call it what it is, it's nice because he's such a good guy that, that I've seen so many other people say you know, say things about him that echo the way I feel. It just is really great, whether it's customer service, shipping time, you know, communication, whatever it is, infiniteoffroad.com is the place to get all of your lighting solutions and some hard parts that they carry as well. So that being said, Infinite Offroad believes in the show. They appreciate you guys, so they're going to give us 10% off for all of the listeners. Code word ROCKS, R-O-C-K-S, at checkout. We'll get you 10% off the entire website. Okay, bills are paid, y'all. Today on the show, we have James Cantrell. James Cantrell is an Ultra 4 podium finisher for the National Series. We're going to cover the Crossbar Ranch race that he had. It was a very, very close race. He went into the race tied for first place in the National Series. 
But let me tell you guys this. James is an awesome driver. I cannot wait to see what happens in the next calendar year for him. So without further ado, James Cantrell. <laughs> 